Hello and welcome to the Needle Movers podcast, season four. We're back and we're back in a big way. We took a small hiatus, which extended into an extended holiday, I'd say. <laughs> if you haven't heard our podcast before, you're joined by myself, Mark Jasons, and my co-host, Valeria Tomasa. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome back. And if it's your first time, welcome. Yeah. Um, so... If it's your first time, this is a new season, which means you get a breath of fresh air. You don't have to listen to the previous audio to figure out what we're talking about in this season, but we still welcome you to get your, get yourself up to scratch on what we've been talking about in our past three seasons. Um, but this one, we decided to go, let's go on a history tour of what brought us here today, basically. And this is all going to be focused on entrepreneurship, actually. Yeah, I would say probably not even a history lesson. I think we draw from our history in terms of like where we screwed up. Uh, I think there's yeah. some funny stories in that. Uh, but also we like to look into the future and also look into the present with, uh, you know, what are people doing? What's the story? What are the barriers? And uh, figuring out the journey along the way. So hopefully we'll inspire some people that are looking to make that jump uh, or are trying to figure out where to go to next. Yeah. And one thing I'd say is that we're really going to take you along a journey. So what you can look forward to in these episodes coming up in the season is one, a few more interviews with some interesting entrepreneurs of their own right, or people who are just trying to make it through their own journey alongside, or not even alongside their work and careers. On top of that, we're going to take you on the story of how we started and no spoilers, <laughs> but culminated in one of our entrepreneurial ventures uh, in our lives as well. That miserably but, failed. <laughs> yeah, I said no spoilers, no spoilers. But to kick it off, Val, I um you as usual looked up a Reddit thread. And the one I have today is tell me an entrepreneurial horror story with just four words. <laughs> so you saying miserably failed. Here's um some well think of some while I tell you some of it, what they uh, what was written. This was a thread from two years ago. Yep. Oh, wait, wait, I, 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 I can I can answer the question though. Can I yeah, go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. Pretentious engineers oh, go recruit. <laughs> so you're telling our story in four? Yeah, our story, yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to the rest of the season. That's enough, <laughs> basically. Okay, the first one I have is get everything in writing. You can tell where that ended up, I'm guessing. <laughs> Second, I don't need marketing. Oh, if only. <laughs> if only we just couldn't need any marketing, then life would be easier. Hey. It's the IRS. <laughs> I'm guessing the tax evasion. Who was it? Um, Jimmy Carr who got screwed out of tax evasion. There's a comment to that one, which is my spirit briefly left my body. Oh, taxes. We won't pay up front. Partners fucked it up, which I like those for. <laughs> uh, China stole my IP. China did it again. <laughs> this will be easy. Um, Oh, also, we're out of cash. I'd love to start with cash to to be out of it, but <laughs> okay, okay. Can, 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 I, can I make a comment? Right? No, no, these are four words. They're all five words and above. No, People no, no, they're count. four words. I'm telling you now. It's the syllables we might seem like the more cash. It's where where there's ways to spell it, man. There's ways to spell it. <laughs> it's like aren't. It's a word rather than are not. But I see you paying attention. We pay in equity. Best friend equals my partner had a whole um, 
list of comments, which is funny enough. The first comment was a four-word response, which is "Why is it bad?" <laughs> and they're just saying their personal story had a tra- terrible ending. Another one, which <laughs> is kind of worrying. Amazon noticed my success. I don't know why. That's, oh, fuck this! I quit. Always good. Did the yeah? Did the check clear? Your secretary is pregnant. Gets gets darker. (laughs) One did one word. The one word was payroll. Just payroll. And it got a double up vote. Oh, used our home's equity. (laughs) That's a a warning sign. I can trade crypto. Ran out of money. I partnered with friends. People really don't like that. Finished updating. I I, I like that. Trade crypto and I run out of money, it comes one after the other. <laughs> yeah, could have it's not the same person, but it could be a, have two accounts or something. Don't need internal controls, uh, help flatten the curve. Oh, look, a pandemic, which is <laughs> oh, god, yeah, I haven't validated anything. Uh, never risked it all buying a rental property. Oh, god, bought too much stock, looking for co founder, CTO. Who needs an account? All right. And it ends with the IRS. There's more of them, but I figured it would be a nice way to kick us in. Um, no non-disclosure agreement. We should take these all as warning signs. How many? I banged my partner. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> One of them are is... Look, we... Are you looking at Reddit or are you looking at Craigslist? <laughs> uh, why would I... Be... Firstly, <laughs> you chose Craigslist. We are yeah. in the UK. <laughs> do, do we use Craigslist? I don't think so. I don't personally. Um, and also, it said we don't need customers as one of them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just close it because it's very distracting. But yeah, um, y- y- I liked your rendition of ours, professional engineers. I don't think we are professional yet, though. <laughs> Graduate engineers. <laughs> Look, I, I had to, I had to stick to the four words. Otherwise, I would have thrown a few more in there. Mm. Oh, we're gonna throw a few more in. I think so. To to kick off, the reason why I decided to go with um. Horrible entrepreneur stories. I wouldn't say ours is horrible, but it fits the theme <laughs> for the season. <laughs> I, I think it, it's one of those things, right? Like, you know, um, we, we were a family year university, so that was, what, 2013? And mm-hmm. um, we were all kind of really inspired because we had um, done really well in uh, one unexpected module, which was the business mm-hmm. module. Like somehow we aced it and, you know, we really enjoy the topics. So we start thinking, you know, we we seem to be pretty good at this shit. (laughs) Uh, Is is there anything that we can do alongside maybe having a graduate jobs? You know, we all had jobs lined up with pretty decent companies. I mean, I did. I'm not sure about you, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Give me 23 days. 23 days. (laughs) I could change everything. (laughs) But... uh, but but at that point we we had this great idea, right? Like we all had decent jobs. We all had done quite well in passenger assessment centers. And, you know, if you're, if you're tuning in from America, before you get a job in the UK, you have to go through hoops. I'm sure there is some equivalent crop in that in America. Basically, you get interviewed, you get math tests, you get new, uh, you know, uh, written verbal tests. There there's a bunch of pipes that you have to run through uh yes you're super mario in, in this occasion um, but essentially you have to go through those hurdles and we've done well in it and we're thinking is there a way to capitalize on it hmm. uh, and we found there is which is the good news <laughs> but that's only one part of the story i should say and one part of the many ingredients that 
seem to go into it. And the reason I think, which is um, super key that we get to reflect on this now is we've had a lot of learning. So to show our age a bit, this happened, what, 10 years ago, 11 years ago than now, right? 11 years ago. 11 years ago. So we just got over it. <laughs> and uh, it, it went on for a couple years, uh, maybe three, four. Time flies when you're having entrepreneurship. And so uh, we're, what we're going to start from, of course, is the beginning. And that's not time when you're failing. <laughs> Notice how we still have jobs. Just saying, touch with <laughs> that was a great back burner. So um where this kicked off from, like Val says, and to go to the beginning of the story, it's actually Val's story to kick off because he he had the inception of the idea. So all the failures that come from it are a hundred percent his fault. <laughs> But um, so we met, uh, me and Val, we've been on the same course for four years, four years at this point. This was our fifth year. Yeah, and funny enough, I had never met you beforehand. Like, I knew this guy that used to sit in front of me that had some sort of a punchy head. Uh, Uh, Never really spoke to him. Only really spoke to you in our final year of uni. Yes, in our final year, because when it came to that year for... Uh, people who might not be aware, in the UK, we have the MNG, which is a master's course. There's a bachelor's if you do three years, MNG is four years, but we both had done work placements, I believe, during mm-hmm. our university term. So we did a year out where we actually went and worked somewhere. And like he said, we went into a business course that was on that final year. And there was dissertations where we had groups work. Myself and Valerio found that we kept working or studying together. Even though we weren't in the same course, he was doing aerospace, I was doing mechanical. He had a totally different dissertation group. I had a t- different one. We did work out together. <laughs> but besides that, we just were like, hey, we're on the same page when it comes to like studying. We really like business. And I remember clearly we would um, come up with anagrams for the exams together. And they were like our brainchild of this is how the best way to remember all this information will be. And then one day, Valeria comes up to myself and my, our co-friend um, Vijay. Can take co- over friend. <laughs> yeah, co-friend. We both own this friendship. <laughs> but go ahead, take over. Um, yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, you know, we've we've been through the hurdle, we've uh, we've aced those tests, uh, we got in some pretty decent companies, and we thought surely there must be a good opportunity here to make money. Because we, we I think we realized that there wasn't really a recipe to it, but it was certainly stuff that you could do and stuff that you could advise, uh, looking mm. retrospectively. So, you know, I put my good old consultant's hat on as, you know, how can you make money but just telling people what to do? Uh, I think that's that's how I was approaching the, the meta. Uh, or maybe like, you know, how do you make money by showing people what to do? And what came to mind was, what if we create a simulation of those assessment centers? And what if we target university students that perhaps come from the same kind of universities we've been to, like, you know, the Brunel, the... Queen Mary, you know, like per- perhaps not the top ranks, perhaps like the ones that are struggling a little bit, uh, perhaps the ones that need it. Um, and we we get them uh, to pay for our services and we'll show them how they can pass and how they can, uh, they can land those jobs. Because from the outside, sometimes it looks like it's a mission impossible or a very much a, you know, hit and miss activity. You either make it because you're lucky or you miss it just because you're unlucky. Uh, and that was kind of like the inception, like, you know, that was the, the seed of the idea. And it drove into a pain point because as Val says, we went through it where we had to go through. And to me, I remember the visceral feeling of 
why after doing all these studies doing a master's in engineering at the very end am i learning that there's like a wall of tests and assessments you have to go through before you can get a job and none of those are taught to you during the entire time you learn maths you learn engineering but no point are they like oh there's a verbal reasoning test <laughs> there's a, a numerical test there's a logistic test like there's all these different type of logic tests sorry there's all these different type of tests and it really was a frustrating thing so when val came up and said hey how about we give people this knowledge because that's clearly a gap now i understand those who scream like i knew about it good for you <laughs> but also it, if it was publicized to you you had a different university experience than the joint one i had with many many people and so once we saw that we identified it's definitely a niche in the market someone should be helping people to understand what's expected and then once you got that we got into these great roles but then you're in a graduate position and there's all this how do you go from a graduate to a professional in the fast lane in the you know the how do you skip levels to make sure that you're not just another cog in the system, but you're actually progressing at a pace that suits your, well, your growth plan, let's say, if you had one at that time. Yeah, and I mean, without getting ahead, uh, I, I think it's fair to say, like the 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 whole experience is exciting, right? Because, you know, you got an idea, you think like you got to make some serious dough. Um, and then you start thinking, okay, how are we going to execute this? Mm. I think... Like looking back now, uh, it's very easy to look at what we did and think, ah, shit, we got really stuck on the details of things. We really got stuck on like trying to make the perfect product or trying to make the perfect website or making ourselves appear as if we, uh, you know, we were this professional company, which wasn't needed. Like it really <laughs> wasn't needed at all whatsoever. I mean, I remember. Uh, I don't know if you do as well, Mark, but I remember that uh, we were looking at various websites and we we're trying to make like a website look professional. We must have spent like two, three weeks perfecting that. Uh, we spent like an awful lot of time thinking about how we're going to call ourselves. And, you know, in, in the moment, those things are really, really exciting. But the question I think that I would challenge us with is, you know, was it moving the needle? Was it actually getting us anywhere? <laughs> I like that you brought it back to the name of our podcast because that is part of why it's called what it is. There's some things that makes it feel like you're moving a needle, but you're just staying still. <laughs> you are a needle. You're just waiting to patiently be pushed in a direction. And a lot of what we did in hindsight is planning. We planned the fuck out of that company. We, we were good at planning. We were bloody good. We should have been wedding partners at that point. <laughs> we planned the shit out. We, got, we were very in the detail. We we are getting ahead and you'll hear it on future episodes where we went into a business case, the reason behind the name, the people inside the team, the, Oh, let's go and talk to. And uh, of course now, once you've read anything, and of course there's so much more than um, information available, but I won't give us that excuse because there was still a lot of information available, even if it's not as easily at your fingertips as YouTube is now. But we, I think we stayed in that stage and didn't move the needle which is one thing to add on is great because part of it and part of that whole journey was to learn. And if that didn't provide us learnings, I don't know what did because we, we went in with the mindset of when we're young, we know what we're trying to achieve. And even if we fail, it's a great thing purely because from that we will get a number of learning lessons and have done so much progress in a path we'd only move forwards. And I do 
believe we did achieve that <laughs> at a minimum. That, that's a great way to justify one year of our life. Um, however, having said that, um, I think I think let's let's dive into a very very nice little example, right? Uh, so one of the things that uh, we were definitely guilty of uh, looking back is uh, the whole element of putting this amazing product together. And uh, what does a, an amazing team of engineers do? We engineer something to the nth degree, to the point where we think about the flow of the assessment center that they want to simulate. So we think about uh, what happens when people come in, uh, what kind of exercises are we going to give them? Uh, what kind of instructions are we going to give them? Uh, what is that going to look like? Where, where is it that we're going to hold it? Uh, how much do we want to pay, uh, charge them? And then taking that, which is a kind of a high level picture view of the process, we then started diving into each one of those elements. Mm. So we started looking at, uh, SHL questions, for example, the numerical questions, we started putting some together. We started putting like together some of the uh, group activities and exercising, of course, you know, stealing and borrowing material from everyone <laughs> on, online. But at the same time, we, we spent like probably the good part of two months doing all of this detailed work. It felt, I feel, from my side, it felt like if you didn't have the product, which already first flag, not minimum viable product, just the product available to sell, then we were not capable of doing anything. It was like being a prisoner of by, of by design. And I'm pretty sure we didn't see that anywhere, which is going to be a, a, a lovely um, ongoing theme where the feeling kind of uh, drove the journey. I feel we need a business plan. I feel we need to make sure we have a product at hand. I feel we need to make sure, you know, we've got this. And don't get it twisted. We did have diligence in terms of once you said, oh, I think we need a business plan, we would go in, we'd get thousands of examples, we'd see how they're structured. And this is before AI, so you can't just type it in and as a question and get it popped out. And then we'd write them. We'd write different portions per person and make it look like a full functional business plan. To be presented to who? Don't ask that question. <laughs> but we had it in the bag. And I think a lot of it was just, um, yeah, like I said, it was led by the thoughts, feelings, premises, and um, tunnel vision, but also group vision, right? We had, it wasn't just me and Val. There was a third person, and we all came from different backgrounds, but yet had the same cohesive agreement when it came to the mismanagement of the startup. <laughs> but before we get into the, any details what, uh, and continue with this, let, let, let's go back to like one st fundamental step. Why were you even interested in this uh, in this venture in the first place? What what entrepreneurship? What attracted you about it? Uh, I like to work for me. <laughs> Please don't tell me what the fuck to do. I'll do it myself. Um, honestly, I think like we mentioned, so there was the course that gave us the insights into business in a more formalized way, rather than anything I looked up. We were being taught about copious of things to do with business and throughout five years of engineering my favorite course was the one on business <laughs> all this time spent being an engineer and i was like oh business is where it comes to me. um i had a history of doing things that were like say mini entrepreneurial or something you know where you just sell things in school um yeah. and that coupled with the fact that i liked the the risk and reward perks that would be coming with it like you risk um time energy effort but the reward is financial freedom in a sense you know what i mean and this is pre-me even known about passive income it was active income <laughs> but i was really game to be like 
I'm very focused right now, and this is something, a great outlet, because solving problems is key. One more thing that I have mentioned in previous episodes was, as a kid, I was so keen to be an inventor. Uh, I don't know why. I'd build random stuff as a kid in my um, house with my brother or by myself. Dangerous stuff. Let's not talk about what they were. Car batteries were involved. (laughs) But... um, But uh, that's what brought me to engineering. And then during engineering, uh, I realized that inventing doesn't necessarily have to be physical things. It could be companies. It could be ideas. It could be anything. And that really had me intrigued, colored me intrigued, let's say. And with that, the opportunity to invent said company that fulfills said void was super exciting. Um, and it still is, to be very honest. That's It's always a... it's. If you want to get the most out of me, give me the opportunity to invent something that doesn't exist. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here for that. <laughs> uh, that's for me. What about yourself? That is so interesting. I did not know that. Uh, <laughs> I was just in for money. <laughs> what money? <laughs> you think exactly I'm still that, here? <laughs> that, that, that's why it's funny. Um, like, ruined my life. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was a great idea. I still think it's a great idea, actually. We just didn't execute it properly. Um, I thought it was a great idea. I thought I had an opportunity to make some uh, some real nice cash on the side. Because, you know, as a, as a graduate engineer, you get paid uh, peanuts and uh, cash nuts. <laughs> actually, not cash nuts. Cash nuts cost quite a lot of money now, so probably not. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, definitely salted peanuts, disco quality mm. kind of type. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I saw it as an opportunity to to do something different that would lead to some sort of a financial reward. And uh, I guess I was quite excited because I had um, I had thought of it and I thought it had legs and I wanted to try and test and see how far it could go. Um and that was kind of like my motivation as to why I wanted to be uh, I wanted to be part of it. I can understand that, but with both reasons, what made you choose the people you wanted to jump on it? I guess inspiration, desperation. Yeah, what? That's a question I never asked you. Why didn't you go about it by yourself? It was your idea. It was your. What made you desperate for people in the first place? Um, no, it, it was it wasn't desperation. I I think that. Um, I've always come from a background where um, being employed was the was the option of choice. Like you know, it was the, the privilege being employed and getting a good job. And uh, I felt that I lacked in some of the abilities around perhaps sales, the networking element, um, and I felt that partnering up with someone to share the burden or share the load would have made more sense uh, at the time. And that, that's why I shared the idea with uh, with yourself uh, and. Uh, I yeah uh, you know like we know we we talked about the rest already but that that's kind of like what, the reason why I've did, I've done that. So I think one thing I'd like to from myself observe though, if we're going to take the good and the bad of us, like the reasons why we started entrepreneurship, with both those reasons and at that time frame, from my perspective, it was still a great idea to like start. You see what I mean? I wouldn't go back and I'd never change that because just because we don't know as much as we do now doesn't mean you can't start. And if you go, if we'd gone about it a different way, I think we both agree there could have been successes from it. It's just a matter of how we went about it. So I think when it comes to it, we might not have been knowledgeable and we'll talk it through the season as we get to it in many things, but we could have still taken it somewhere, even as early as like just fresh graduates, even probably during university, I'm sure there's potential yeah. there. And I think it's really um, key to acknowledge that fact. 
Um, I will go into the bad, like, okay. And I don't think there's any bad reason to want to be an entrepreneur. And I think one thing I'll, I'll mention here is we wanted to. <laughs> there's a twist somewhere where there's people who may not want to be entrepreneurs and it's learning that. And at that point in time, I, w- I was ignorant or unaware of um, there's a difference between entrepreneurship and being wealthy or just being like someone who just works for a living in their own shop company versus like a full-fledged entrepreneur. By that, I mean like the difference between a startup and owning your own shop <laughs> is a chasm, but both of them can get you to the lifestyle you want and you get to choose between those. I didn't know that. Uh, so I was just like, I want to start something. And therefore, when it came to considering the hours, time, dedication required, it just seemed like one option, one route, one rule. Uh, and so I was carefree with, with that knowledge. I also knew I didn't know, like I didn't have the work experience at that time to a level or well, anything near what I have now, but still to a super level. I had more than anyone who was coming from university, though. <laughs> That's why we could offer that service. <laughs> To, to most of those people to our, to our niche, let's say. But anyway, uh, we come to the end of the episode and uh, pretty much we're going to be discussing the story of Charles Young, recruitment oh. consultants. And in the next episode, we're going to give you some insight on how we came up with this stupid name. So please keep up. Uh, if you've not subscribed or followed, please keep on. Uh, we're on podcasts anywhere you find your social media. We're about there. If we're consistent there, that's none of your business. We'll be consistent as always when it comes to the podcast episodes and they will be weekly on whatever day this one came in. <laughs> But with that being said, I've been one of your hosts, Mark Jasons. And your other host, Valerio Tommaso. And I love the fact that you're so non-specific with uh, fun on social media. We're everywhere. However, not very frequent, but we're going to release an episode on a particular day of the week, but I'm not sure which day of the week. Me.needle.movers. That's all you need to know. We've been doing it consistently every single Wednesday until we take breaks, which we do decide on in advance. And they're usually around holiday seasons. However, we'll see if we keep it on Wednesdays. If it comes out on a Wednesday by the next episode, I'll tell you the frequency. Listen to the next one to find out. <laughs> in any case. We're keep you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time, people. Adios.